We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is going on? Victory Monday, and not all Victory Mondays are built equally. But folks, I'm here to tell you, this is one of the sweeter Victory Mondays that we've had in quite some time, and it feels so good to be speaking to you all here on this Monday. I see my guy Hunter, Brian Dean, Stephen Borwell Jr., John, Travi, Xavier, Justin Langford, Leonard Matthews, Brennan M., Brandon Ward, Ethan, what's going on? Appreciate you all tuning in. Gad, C, Youngblood, also those in the Big Cock Club Discord, the TDC Questions channel. And yes, in case you're wondering, we are going to light the Clem Sucks pack yet again. Feels good to be saying that again, right? We're going to light the Clem Sucks pack again because, of course, as you all know, this is not the first time that we've smoked the Clem Sucks pack, and there is no sweeter pack than the Clem Sucks Pack. So we're going to enjoy that one together. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. We are live taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. I want to hear from you, your questions, your comments, your calls. We have got a lot to get into today, taking your reactions to the weekend that was. Baseball wins two of three over Clem Sucks. Women's basketball wins the SEC Tournament. Uh, men's basketball gets their first SEC home win in the final regular season game of the season. And heck, I don't even know. Something else may have happened. I think softball also won a couple of games. So we got a lot to discuss. It feels good to be good here on this Monday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before we get going, guys, let me tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks because the Daily Crow brought to you by our friends, as always, at Prize Picks. Go down to the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything college sports, pro sports, of course, with March Madness just around the corner. You want to make sure you're playing with our friends at Prize Picks. There's so much money to be made there. Also, opening day for Major League Baseball is just around the corner. Lots of money to be made in the MLB, really, really exciting stuff. And again, so many fans and listeners of our show are raking it in, and you should as well, with Prize Picks. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show 
sent you. Braddock, what's going on? Appreciate you. I see you in the chat. Justin Langford, Brian Dean. Softball is 19-2. and two. How about that? Women's basketball, 32-0. and oh. You love to see it. Um, guys, also, let me say this. Thank you all so much for the love and support over the weekend with the live stream watch-alongs. I thought those were a massive success. And I had a lot of fun doing them. You know, I will say it was great being in the studio, locked in, plugged in, being able to watch the game, create content on my phone, and also actively create content while we were live. I know a lot of people had questions over the weekend. Why are you not in any games? What's going on? And maybe now you see why. It, it was a huge advantage for me. Again, my, my number one goal on game day is create elite content. And I feel like we were able to do that as a, at a much greater level. And what's so funny is that any video or pictures or anything like that that I could have gotten – right? Anything I could have gotten from being at the games, people were sending to me. So it's not like I even missed out on anything. So uh, also to those people, thank you so much because it made me feel like I was in multiple places at once, which you absolutely love to see. So uh, great stuff. Again, thank you all so much for the love and the support of the live stream watch-alongs. Like I said, that's something we are going to continue to do. It won't be for every single game, obviously. I'm not going to do a live stream watch-along for Bethune-Cookman, for example, this weekend. So if you were, if you had your hopes up, I do apologize. But uh you know, for some of the bigger SEC series and maybe some of these bigger midweek games, you know, when it really calls for it, uh, we will continue to do the live stream watch-alongs. That is something that will continue to evolve. And as you all know, and I've told you and I've teased it, it's something that's building up really to football season. I think that's something we will do for the football season. I think it would be a massive, massive hit for people to get those live reactions in-game, stuff like that. So, again, going to be a lot of fun. Just stay tuned, but uh, really excited. Guys, also updates. Uh, the podcast drops as normal this week. You ain't got to worry about that. TDC, though. No TDC tomorrow or Friday. So, tomorrow, yours truly, I will be going down to the Players' Championship in Jacksonville, Florida with the Carolina Cigars Boys. Very excited uh, to hang out with those guys. Looking forward to a fantastic day. I've never been out to TPC Sawgrass before, so really looking forward to it. Uh, and then on Friday, I'll actually be out of town all week, but Friday – um, I will be with family out of town, so not going to do the show on Friday either. But uh, Wednesday and Thursday, it'll be remote TDCs. We'll probably use this lavalier mic that I was using for the live stream watch-along. So sound might be a little bit different on you guys' ends uh, Wednesday and Thursday. But either way, we'll still be live making content. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a really fun week. And, uh, again, appreciate you guys rolling with the punches, your love, your support. But uh, really excited, again, to chat today for the next two hours or so, taking your questions your comments, your calls, and I'm about to light this Clem Sucks pack as we speak. First things first, I want to shout out this guy. I'll be honest, I forgot his name. I forgot his name on Etsy, but this ashtray is phenomenal. You see the Phillips mark there, a name that'll take you far. Phillips, love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in sincerely. Thank you all so much. Brian Dean says, as far as the rotation goes, Noah Hall is our best pitcher. Sanders is great, but he starts his starts are shaky. Hicks is pushing hard for a starting spot. Brian, I'll actually say this. I'll actually say this, and I know there was a lot of commentary. Oh, here it is, by the way. Sticks and Stones Workshop. Shout out to that guy. Incredible stuff. Yeah, this guy does an amazing job for, like, custom ashtrays. Reasonably priced, too. But, uh, you know, I, I, I know that was something, Brian, that a lot of folks were talking about after Friday. I'll say this. I think one of the reasons, though, the expectations for Will Sanders are so high. Like, if he doesn't throw a shutout, he had a bad start. If you actually go back and look at his start on Friday, 
he didn't pitch that poorly. On the road in a tough environment, rivalry game. You know, he had two runs that shouldn't have scored. He had two runs that shouldn't have scored. He actually didn't pitch that poorly. I think more so, guys, what the weekend showed, I could actually argue that it showed you you don't need to touch the weekend rotation because, dude, Noah Hall got hit too. What did he give up, three earned runs? I mean, he got hit a little bit too in that final, that fifth inning, if you will. So, I mean, you know, none of your starters were perfect, and you kind of expected that going up against better competition. Jack Mahoney also, but... Here's the thing. What you saw this weekend that I think is so encouraging. I don't think any of your three starting pitchers necessarily had their best stuff. But all three guys were able to battle through it, right? Will Sanders on Friday. Thought he did a great job, guys, of conserving the bullpen. I don't think he gets enough credit or he's not getting enough credit for that. And that if he gets knocked out in the second or third inning, if things really go sideways, your bullpen is taxed for the weekend. Like It's going to be an uphill battle, even against a Clem Sucks team that we felt like we had the advantage against. Noah Hall didn't necessarily have his best stuff either. He battles for you, gives you five, six solid innings, what have you. And then yesterday, Jack Mahoney obviously didn't have his best stuff. I think the emotion's obviously running high, understandably so. But he pitches four innings, only gives up one earned run. So the fact that all three guys, I don't think any of the three, they weren't as sharp as we've seen early thus on, or early early on, if you will. You know what I'm trying to say? But none of those three guys were as sharp as we've seen to this point. And all three, I think, gave you pretty quality outings. I, I think so. You know, you didn't lose Friday because Will Sanders was abysmal. You lost Friday because you couldn't swing it, bottom line. So, you know, I, I, I do not think shuffling the rotation right now, I don't think that's the answer. And I think I was I was echoing this last year. I think I was saying this last year. But, uh, you know, I, I think you create more problems than you already have if you start shuffling around guys like, Let's let them continue to go through it. Hey, listen, if Will Sanders struggles, guys, and, and Noah Hall is, it's just obvious he's your best guy. I got no problem with it, but I, I'm not mailing it in on Will Sanders yet. I, I'm not doing that. The guy is elite. Again, I think one of the reasons fans have frustrations is because the expectations. I mean, guys, people are saying in his second start of the year, he didn't throw well. He was five innings pitch, no earned runs. I mean, what more does he need to do, right? What more does he need to do? You know, it, it's like people want him replaced. He hasn't really lost the job yet in my mind. He hasn't lost the job. So, anyways, I, I just I think it's a little early for that. Again, we get three or four more weekends or two or three more weekends down the road. And he's not throwing well. I, I get it. I get it. I, I hey, you know, guys have to earn their spots and and what have you. But you know, it, it, it's there hasn't been a question to this point. Will Sanders was your number one guy coming into last year. He was your number one guy for summer. He was your number one guy for fall. He was number one guy coming into spring ball or uh, coming into. Uh, preseason practice, if you will, and then he was your number one guy starting the season. Like, there's a reason he's the number one guy. Also, he's a projected first-rounder. Like, he's a stud. He's a stud. Do not get it twisted. I think a lot of factors went into Friday night. You know, I think it was Clem Sucks' night. I think you've got to, you know, I think you got to give them credit the way they jumped Will Sanders. So, all right, we're going to go ahead, guys. We're going we're gonna to light this bad boy here. Stu Stogies for the win. Shout out my good friends, Carolina Cigars. This is a... I don't even know what this is. Hecho Amano, Republica Dominicana. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. <sighs> what a day. What a day. What a day. What a day. Victory Monday indeed.
I like to get that thing good and lit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> you know what's funny? It's even orange, too. The wrapper's even orange. The wrapper's orange. It was meant to be, ladies and gents. The sweetest pack of all, the Clem Sucks pack. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Somebody call in so I can just smoke this. Uh, anyways, 843-790-3377. Andrew, the textbook says, should be 17-1 and one heading into SEC play. Well, you know, I, I tell you this. I'll tell you this, Andrew, right? We're celebrating the weekend. But if you want to start looking ahead, right? If you want to start looking ahead, we're not talking on TDC tomorrow. You want to start looking ahead? You got the Citadel tomorrow and USC Upstate, right? Citadel at Founders Park. Citadel at Founders Park. USC Upstate at Floor Field. Do not sleep on the midweek slate this week. Do not sleep. It would not surprise me to see South Carolina lose one of those games. It, and I'm not saying that as an indictment on Carolina, but it's it's baseball, and those are quality opponents. They are quality opponents. It would not shock me. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Will from Darty Martle. Will, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. What's going on? <laughs> it was a beautiful day yesterday at Founders, man. I mean, what a what a day to get out there and uh, watch us beat the shit out of Clemson like we did. Did you go to the game uh, or no? I did. You I did? did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. it looked, it looked yeah, gorgeous sure. out there, man. It looked gorgeous. It was beautiful. Uh, we we I had bleacher seats, unfortunately, so a lot of it I spent kind of under the uh, – kind of behind the home plate where the food is because it was kind of bright, but uh, it was gorgeous out there, man. A great day. We were just smacking homies left and right. Mm-hmm. It was uh, – it was, it was cool, man. I haven't been out there in quite a while. And, and, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I might take the kids out there next time, man. They, it's, it's really kid-friendly compared to Williams Bryce, which is, the kids kind of got to be a little older for that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, the emotions little, and things can uh, get a things can get a little out of hand at Willie B from time to time. But uh, I, yeah, I, I'd yeah. say folks at, folks at that Founders – Yeah, folks at – yeah, that too. But folks at Founders, I was going to say, they're not quite as uh, quite as lubricated as those at Willie B. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was pretty lit yesterday, though, man. Yeah. To be honest, bro, like it was, it was pretty crazy. After we cracked that that second one, who was to hit that second bomb in a row? Was it Cass that hit the it was first Lee one? It was Leroy. It was Leroy. was the back. Leroy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it went crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> what a day, man! And to get swept last year and to come back and win that series and really put a stamp on the fact that we own this state in every way, form or fashion. There's no arguing about that right yeah. now. Feels good to be good, man. It feels, feels good, good to be good. good. I and I, I was thinking about that, man. I mean, when is? I mean, you got to think, right? I was going to say, when is the last time Carolina swept the major sports like this? And I mean, it's been since at least 2013, right? I mean, it's because football hadn't won in, in so long before this past fall. So uh, right. I would say, I would say to Gamecock fans, man, to Gamecock Nation, really, truly soak it in. Uh, you know, I've spoken before that maybe during the Spurrier years and and the, and the the glory years, if you will, that I, I took it for granted a little bit. And, uh, you know, I was just like, well, we'll just be good forever. Like, nobody, I'm not making that mistake again. So I'm going to soak this in. 
There's a reason we're smoking a stogie today, man. It certainly does feel good to be good. And, um, you know, I, I know that Mark Ryan got a little pushback uh, last – I don't know if anybody saw this – late last week when he basically said that South Carolina is – are they potentially knocking on the door of a golden era yet again in sports? And I, I think there's an argument to it. I don't want to overreact to one baseball series, but I think there's an argument to it that – that maybe it could be the case. Maybe it could. Maybe it could. At least, at, hey, I'll say this. At least in this rivalry. Maybe this rivalry is turning a little bit. I'll, I'll just say that. And uh, I haven't seen Petri in, in person until yesterday. That dude looks like a fucking major leaguer right now. Like, he is huge. I yeah, mean. Petri Pet, reminds me so much of Grayson Griner. It's scary, to be honest with you. Like, as a freshman. He is big, dude. Yeah. Reminds yeah, me so I much mean, of Griner. And, and honestly, man, going there yesterday, it really kind of sparked my interest even more in baseball, man. It was just – it was really cool, man. And, and uh, <clears throat> I'm just – I'm excited to see what the rest of the season holds, man. Hopefully we can make a little run into Omaha. But – Yeah, uh, that'd be something. Looks, I mean – Yeah, that'd be something. We, our team looks as good as I've seen the last couple of years, man. I mean, it's early, but it just seems like they really believe, man, that they can get it done even if they get down or – and the pitching staff is great. And, I mean, Hicks yesterday, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Hick, mean, Hicks was, was dominant, dude. Lights out. He made that look. Lights out. He made that look really easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just – I mean, dude, really 53 good. pitches in five innings, just just good morning, good afternoon, good night type of shit. So, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Mahoney, Mahoney got out to a little bit of a rough start, but, but kind of got it – you know, kind of pulled it in a little bit. But Hicks was the star of the show yesterday, man. I mean, he really just – just, just sat them down left and right. Really good to see that. But, uh, yeah, man, just want to call it. You know, dude, it was a, a great day at Founders, man. And, and mm-hmm. I look forward to going back, uh, maybe just to catch a midweek game at some point with the kids. Just it won't be quite as crazy. But uh, I'll hang up and listen, brother. Will, you're the man. Glad you all had fun. I appreciate you calling in, my guy. Thank you so much. Yeah, Will from Dirty Myrtle. Awesome stuff. Can't wait to hang out, by the way, with the Myrtle Beach Gamecocks uh, when we go on the road for the spring tour. I see my guy in here. What's going on, my guy? You see, we got the stogie lit. Nothing like a stew stogue after taking down Clem sucks yet again. Uh, what a time. Yeah, I mean, it really does feel good to be good. It, it truly does. Shout out again to Dawn Staley's team, women's basketball. You know, we get so used to it. Ho-hum, whatever, but 32-0. SEC tournament champions. Love that. Let's jump back to the phone lines. <clears throat> Dalton, what's going on, my friend? How are you? What's up, man? It feels good to uh, be a winner. It feels good to, uh, you know, rub the salt in in Quinn Suck's wound, you know, hire their head coach, and then just beat their ass for two straight days. One of the greatest feelings ever. Well said, my friend. Well said. (laughs) You took the words right out of my mouth. And I know you were there with Brendan M., so shout out to both of you. I know you all had a good time. Yeah, I I, uh, I am nursing a little bit of a sunburn right now. I was uh, out there in section one down the first baseline um, near the berm. You also won. You also was, won uh, your bet, though, correct? You you took. I didn't bet on us yesterday. Oh, okay. I bet right. on us the day before that. I bet on the ladies yesterday. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I understand why. I understand. I get it. You know, you don't want to quote-unquote jinx the Gamecocks. But, yeah, you know, that game yesterday, man, I, I I came into that one with supreme confidence. I mean, it, it would have it would have shocked me if Carolina would have lost yesterday. would have shocked me. 
on the home field, pitching advantage, just, you know, swinging it at Founders Park, it, it would have really surprised me. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, o- overall, I would say from what I've seen from this team, just the resilience of uh, of this crew right now, I, I think you've got a team that has legitimate Omaha aspirations, not – you know, there, there have been good teams in the Mark Kingston era, but I would say I don't know what it is with, with Kingston. I, I watched his uh, post game, and he said, you know, someone asked him a question about, you know, you, you didn't, after Friday night's loss, you didn't look as, uh, you know, intense or, or whatever. You looked a little bit more loose as far as your – as far as, you know, what, what you've done previously when you lost to Clemson. Right. And he said, uh, you know, the last couple of years has sort of taught me to, uh, you know, enjoy the rivalry and, and don't take it too seriously. Just go out there and have fun and, uh, and win the game. And yeah, and that... I think, you know, I hope Mark Kingston has uh, turned the corner here yeah. because I, I really like what he's done with this team along with Monty Lee. Well, and I was going to say, Dalton, to your point, I think that's something that, you know, admittedly, I don't think the masses, you know, for example, we all tune in to listen to what Beamer says after every football game. It's, you know, it's it's not, we don't do that quite as much in baseball because there's just so many games. And I don't know that the press conferences are really like publicized quite as much, but that was something that when I was watching that presser, it did really stand out, you know, because, you know, I, I've, I've heard from former players, like guys that played under Mark Kingston and, you know, about, you know, maybe, and this is coming from a couple years ago, but the, the the struggles and how difficult it is, and that Kingston could be a bit of a hard ass here and there, and and it was it was difficult to play for him at times. And again, I, I've heard this from very very reputable sources. I know the whole per sources thing, but you know, just heard from guys within the program and around the program that you know at times Mark Kingston was a little bit difficult to play for the pressures of you know trying to keep a spot in the lineup, keep a spot in the rotation, and so to hear Kingston say that yesterday about that, you know, he's getting older, he's learning to just kind of enjoy it and not be so life or death all the time. I thought that was a very mature statement. And like you said, I I hope it's something where Kingston, you know, has, and we don't know, right? We're not behind closed doors. We don't know for a fact. But I hope it's something where he really has turned the corner and, you know, is creating an environment where top-notch players, number one, want to play there, but number two, are going to flourish when they come to South Carolina. I mean, that's been the biggest knock on Kingston to this point is that when we're getting this talent on campus, right, whether it be transfers, whether it be top-notch freshmen, it's just not clicking. Like, something's not clicking. And so you hope that, you know, those comments are a reflection of a change in philosophy for him, and it's something that will pay pay off major dividends. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited for it. You know, we got a lot of season left, but you really couldn't have drawn up a better start sitting here at 11-1 and one and take two of three from the arch rival. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But, I will say to your point, this team definitely, you know, I felt good about this team coming in. And, you know, from what I've seen thus far, I, I think this is a team certainly that if the, if the bats are consistent and, you know, you get hot at the right time and you're playing your best baseball and we get to end of May, beginning of June, why not the Cox, right? Why not the Cox in Omaha? I don't see why not. And, and another thing, you know, another question I kind of have for you is it, it's obvious that we've got, you know, some supremely talented freshmen on this team. I mean, I believe that Ethan Petrie one day, you know, Eli Jerzenbeck are going to be playing in the show or at least have a legitimate chance to get there. Do you feel like it's, it's too soon to sort of elevate those guys and, 
and put, you know, Petri at the top of the lineup and, you know, put Eli Durden <clears throat> back in, in really high leverage situations? Or, yeah. or do you think, you know, you should just kind of use them at, you know, Jersey back as a midweek starter and just keep Petri, you know, middle of the order? Or do you think it would it would sort of ruin their confidence if they get put in those kinds of positions <clears throat> and have some failures, you yeah. know, well, I mean, going that, into the postseason? Yeah, and that's the great balancing act because those guys, I mean, both Petri, um, Jerzenbeck, they're both extremely talented, <clears throat> right? I mean, we can all see it. You don't want to thrust them into high-intensity action too quickly in the sense of, like you mentioned, like it can be tough on their confidence and – um, you know, if you start getting hit around an SEC play, if you're Jerzenbeck or Petri, you know, he goes kind of through some of the same struggles that, you know, a guy like Michael Braswell went through last year in SEC play, right, where he really struggled. Um, you know, both guys are going to be a huge part of our team this year. I, I mentioned in the preseason. I stand by it. I, I just don't think you're going to see Sanders, Hall, Mahoney. I don't think you're going to see that switch up. I, I don't. Now, will there be shuffling of, you know, could Hall take the Friday spot and Sanders move to Saturday, move to Sunday? Maybe, maybe that could happen. I, I don't think Jerzenbeck's going to be a weekend guy uh, this year, but that's a luxury that you don't have to thrust a freshman into that Sunday spot, Saturday spot. So I like the way they're utilizing them right now. I will say this on the Petri side of things. I mean, Dalton, if he keeps swinging it, you know, not all freshmen are built the same. That 2010 team that won the national championship, Christian Walker was that team's three-hole hitter, right? Which is normally where you put your best all-around hitter. So, I mean, dude, if Petri keeps swinging it the way he is and, you know, let's say like Caleb Denny struggles. I know he had kind of a rough weekend. Will McGillis had a really rough weekend. You know, you could see some shuffling. And I, and I think they moved up Petri to the, I believe, the five or six hole in that game yesterday. So I think he's going to be up there. I think he's going to be in the top half of the lineup, um, you know, as long as he keeps swinging it well and you kind of just go off of, you know, what, which guys get hot, which ones don't, whatever. But yeah, those are two extremely talented freshmen, and I think they're going to make big, big impacts in Columbia over the next couple of years. And I would agree with you, both of those guys are probably three years and done because they're going to get drafted, and they're going to get drafted very highly. So uh, enjoy them while you can. But, uh, yeah, both of those guys, again, going to be huge pieces for us. And you just think about – I mean, you think about right now the pitching depth that you have, right, just sticking with the pitching. I mean, you talk about getting to SEC tournament play and winning a regional, and it's like – that's what you need. Like, you need those top three guys, but you also need a James Hicks who can start. You need an Eli Jerzenbeck who can start. You need an Eli Jones who can start. Like, you need these dudes, right? And so you got them, and uh, that was the huge reason for optimism in the preseason. And now if, if the lineup, again, can continue to come along and, you know, can continue, continue to swing it well, um, you know, again, the sky's the limit for this group. And then sort of the last thing I'd like to ask you about is mm – -hmm. You know, obviously, Ethan Stone is a plus hitter, and he's normally slotted in the nine – or not a, a hitter, but a plus fielder. And he's uh, he's slotted in the nine hole. Do you know of any way we can sort of get, you know, some more production out of that nine hole? Obviously, you know, Dylan Durr had that double at the end of the game, you know, on, on Sunday against his former team, which, you know, it was, probably felt really good for him. But I – you know, the bottom of the order, you've got to get at least some kind of production down there to set up the top of your order to bring the runners home. And we just haven't really been doing that, yeah. you know, basically the, throughout the entire season. So I'm wondering if you think, like, you know, maybe a Michael Braswell could play the field and just see how he does in the nine hole. 
to maybe get some more plus production at the plate or, or what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, listen, I said it after the Friday game and I'll stand by it that, uh, you know, I, I, I understand why Michael Braswell has not been seeing action. I get it. Right. I get it. Guys, you use fall, you use fall practice and you use preseason practice to determine who wins jobs. Braylon Wimmer slides a short. Will McGillis is brought in. Those two guys should be starting in the middle infield. Bottom line, end of story. Third base, you need Lee Croy's bat in the lineup. That goes without saying he's hitting 359 right now. So Michael Braswell then becomes sort of an odd, an odd man out. The only way that, you know, I could see, you know, you could slide Wimmer to the outfield and move Braswell back to short. But, but I think they're dead set on Wimmer being the shortstop all year. That's the position he's going to try to get drafted at. He is going to get drafted at, I should say. <clears throat> so, to your question about Evan Stone, the nine hole, uh, he's hitting 154 right now. He's four for 26. Okay. His on base percentage is 450. He does get on base. Give him credit. He's got 10 walks and four hit by pitches. He gets on base, but he's not being productive enough. That, I mean, that just goes without saying. We know that he's not being productive enough. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that because I, I get what Kingston's saying to the point of, you know, if he hits 250 for us and, you know, he plays elite defense, it's kind of like a George Khalil situation all over again. But he's not even hitting 250 and we haven't gotten to SEC play. So, like, I don't see, 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 I don't see. I mean, I'll be totally honest with you, Dalton, as. All right, cool. Sorry, the must champ hackers. Just... I, don't, I don't know what the – there we go. Okay. Must champ hackers infiltrated us. I, I don't know what the solution is in regards to – I think they're going to give Evan Stone a little bit more time in the non-conference, um, and they'll go from there, and, and they'll go from there. But I, I would try some different guys. I would love to see Michael Braswell get some at-bats. Hey, if, if he can't – if he's not an outfielder by trade, teach him. He's an athlete. I bet you he could play outfield. You know, but it's a tough thing because Stone is literally your center fielder. So <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that moving forward. Uh, again, with the Evan Stone thing, because you, you don't just want your nine-hole guy to be an automatic out, right? And Michael Braswell is a talented baseball player who's sitting on the bench. So uh, I know we'd all love to see him get some get some uh, get some opportunities there. Well, uh, yeah, that that's just uh, kind of my takeaways from this uh, season. But like I said, I mean. This is one of the best teams I've I've seen in the Mark Kingston era, and you know Kingston uh, is is a controversial around here. A lot of people wanted him gone last year, and this was kind of his prove it year. And you know I got to give him some credit for uh, putting this team together, making the the hire of Monty Lee, uh, which you know some people also didn't like, considering he was our rival's uh, you know former head coach, but. You know, I give him a lot of credit for taking all that heat last year and then coming back and and putting up the early results that uh, that he has. And, and I hope to see uh, more good results in the future and into the postseason. Yeah. No doubt, man. I mean, I, I will say to your point, give Mark Kingston a lot of credit. And, you know, I was obviously one of those who was most vocal on the Mark Kingston, fire Mark Kingston side of things. I want to win more than I want a new coach. So I would love for this to be the year that Kingston, like we mentioned, maybe he's turned the page. Maybe he's reinvented himself, which people can do that. Coaches can do that. He brings in Monty Lee. I gave him credit for he didn't sit on his hands in the offseason and just say, well, we'll just 
keep doing our thing because we believe it's going to work. You know, he went out and sort of, uh, you know, made some moves, made some moves in the portal, made some moves in hiring Monty Lee, made some moves in hiring some other coaches. So, and uh, you're seeing it pay off early. So, you know, I, I would, uh, I would love to see Kingston turn to the next Ray Tanner and, and we go on some crazy stretch and win 40 games the next 10 years in a row, go to Omaha, all that good stuff. But uh, a lot of baseball left, but a successful weekend, no doubt, my friend. All right, you have a good one. Dalton, I appreciate Thank you, you for my guy. Your, uh, time. Yeah, man, always a pleasure, my guy. I appreciate you. Dalton, what a legend. What a legend Dalton is. I apologize, by the way, guys, for the – the remix we hit there while Dalton was on the line. That was crazy. Uh, either way, 843-790-3377. Let's jump right back to the phone lines here. Skyland, what's up, man? What up? What's up? What's going on? I'm just enjoying the wins. Enjoying the win indeed. Yeah, it feels good to be good, man. That was a fun weekend. Um, you know, I know you and I talked. I ain't gonna lie to you. Late late Saturday, I was uh or middle of that game Saturday, I I thought we were I thought we were dead. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought we were dead, but I but I did hold on to optimism that I felt like as we got deeper and deeper and deeper into Clemson's pitching staff that it's like, okay, like if not now, when? Because we're going to have the opportunity to get the bats going. And sure enough, that's exactly what you saw. So, But, you know, I, I know I got a lot of pushback late last week for picking the two of three, what have you. And, you know, Clemson sucks did what I thought they would. They, they played with a lot of emotion, especially Friday night. You know, they gave you your best shot and – uh, fortunately enough for us, you know, it wasn't good enough to win the series. So, uh, you know, the best rivalry in all of college baseball, man, it just delivers yet again. You never know, really, truly throw out the record books. When Carolina and Clem sucks, throw out the records when those two teams, when they play each other. But the bottom line is this, you get the job done, man. So kudos and tip of the cap to, to all parties involved. I want to give you my opinion and you're not going to like it and people are not going to like it. Uh, just hearing from you and the last caller. <clears throat> I blame Kingston's loss. I blame Friday's loss on Mark Kingston. I think he's the reason we lost that game. He made too many, way too many moves when he shouldn't have. Uh, I do believe if Caleb Denny is in left field, he can that home run and he catches that pop fly, that horn on drop. I believe that Will Sanders only give up two runs and we're tied at two in the ninth inning. So. I will not give Kingston any credit right now. I do not believe in what we have done yet. I think Clemson's pitching staff is terrible. I've said that last week. And when we got to their bullpen, we would rock them because their bullpen is terrible. Uh, and we're doing, I still believe we're doing what we're supposed to do to the teams we have played. So I will give Kingston credit in the SEC play if this continues which I 100% hope it does. To my heart and my passion for Gamecock baseball, I hope we're national champions at the end of the year. And I hope that Kingston has turned the page. And I hope that Kingston can turn into the next right tender. But in all seriousness, seriousness, Kingston pitching was young and their bullpen was not that good. And... <clears throat> You continue to win. I expect to be uh, – I expect to sweep this weekend. I really do. I think we have one loss going into Georgia. I think if we could take four out of uh, four out of six in the first two series, I think, you know, I'll give Kingston some credit. What do we got? Georgia, Mizzou, I think, the second weekend. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Georgia, I think if you, if you take four out of six, <clears throat> take – and you don't get swept by LSU and – 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you take four out of six in the first two SEC weekends, I mean, that, that would be an average of winning both series. I mean, I, obviously you would, uh, I mean, I, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. I mean, I, I think, uh, right I mean, now. if you, no, no, I know, I know you are. No, listen, Skyland, I'm laughing. I, I just, I love your realism. I, I love it. Listen, I, I've learned not to doubt you because I was, I looked like a fool last year. I mean, I, I'll say this to your point. I don't think because you started 11 and one, it's a guarantee that we're going to go 18 and 12 and, and, and be a, you know, a, 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 a regional host and go to well, Omaha. This is, a regional team. this is a regional team. And I still do believe that we are a regional host. Yeah. Let, let me, let me say this guy. Okay. So you think we're a regional host, which would be, that'd be a pretty damn solid regular season in my mind. Yes. I, I'll say we're going to have a solid regular season. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. I'll say this. The question for this team, because I've had a lot of people reaching out to me asking, the question about this team is not are we better than last year. We are worlds better than last year. Knock on wood, we stay healthy pitching-wise. I mean, the pitching depth alone makes us a better team. We're an older veteran lineup. Mark Kingston cited that a couple of times. So the question's not are we better than last year? Are we even going to make the postseason? We are. I'm confident in saying this is going to be a postseason team. To me, the question is, to me, the question is, are we going to be, when we get to SEC play, a 14 and 16 fighting for 15 and 15 team, which still would not be a horrific year? Like, if you go 15 and 15 or better, you had a solid year in SEC play just because of the sheer depth of this league is the best conference in all of college baseball. We all know that. But are we going to be a 14 and 16 fighting for 15 and 15? The bats are inconsistent like we've seen before. Or are we going to get consistent productivity out of the bats? Are we going to find ways to win? And we're going to be more that 16 and 14, 17 and 13, or dare I even say better than that, and we're going to be hosting. That's the question I have. It, it's not are we better than last year. We are worlds better than last year. And, again, we're not going to get the answer to that question until we get into SEC play and we just see how this team, how they fare against the best arms in all of college baseball. I mean, that's totally it. Because I would agree with you to the point that we have not seen that type of pitching yet on a consistent basis. I mean, Clem sucks. Like we mentioned, we got to their pitching staff and we took advantage. They were depleted. What happens when you go up against an SEC pitching staff that's got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are all dudes, right? That's, that's the question. The only that's the question. Back. That's the only thing holding me back right there, that statement. Yeah, I mean, I, and that's, I mean, listen, that's fair. I'm not <clears> going to tell you <throat> it's unfair. I mean, it, there's, you know, I, I, it, it, it's kind of a no-duh statement, but I, I'll sit here and tell you, listen, there's going to be some weekends that don't go our way. I mean, we're we're going to run into some buzzsaws, dude. Florida, you seen, if you've watched Florida baseball at all, they're a buzzsaw. Tennessee's a buzzsaw. LSU's a buzzsaw. You got to go to Georgia. You got to go to Arkansas. You got to go to Mississippi State. Like, you know, there are tough series out there, but, I mean, that's you, you come to Carolina to play the best and, you know, go up against the best. And, I mean, dude, listen, if you go over 500 in SEC play, I, I think this is a really, really good team, and you had a great year, truly. Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. You get some of those bigger series that I mentioned at home. Florida's at home. Tennessee's at home. LSU's at home. So, you know, you need to take advantage of when you play the Kentuckys and the Mizzou's and, you know, you get Auburn at home, taking advantage of those types of series, right? So there's a long way to go, man. And uh, the the goal is this. The goal is this. Again, hot, cold, hot, as the 11.7 guys say. We're going to run into some adversity. That's the beautiful thing about baseball, though, is you get the opportunity to respond and, uh, you know, will this team be able to fight the adversity, right? Fight the adversity, still be winning ball games amidst the adversity. And when we get to the end of the season, we get those last couple SEC ser- series and the SEC tournament. 
are we starting to really hit our stride and playing our best baseball? We'll have a chance. We'll have a chance if we do that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not crowning us as a 40-win team. And But the, the, the question right now, again, back to what I said was, is this going to be a 33, 34-win team, 14 and 16, 15 and 15 in league player, or are we closer to a 40-win team? And we're 16 and 14, 17 and 13, maybe even 18 and 12. That's the question. And it all come down to how consistent are the bats. That, that's really going to be the answer to that question. I don't want people to think I'm some Debbie Downer, which I'm not. I'm glad we're winning and glad we're having fun. I'm glad we're beating Clemson. I'm glad we're winning ball games. But if we go back to Kingston's second year, <clears throat> we won 20 non-conference games. Everybody thought you was good, that he had it figured out. He was the man in his second year. Then he turned around and went and won eight games in the SEC and finished the season 28-28. I do not want to see that happen again this year. What what year was that? Kingston's second year. We finished 28. Oh, 2019. Well, 2019. To be fair, to be fair, Skyland, you also lost Car- uh, Carmen Majinski that year after the Clem Suck series. You were starting freshman on Friday. I mean, remember Danny Lloyd was starting on a Friday night? Like, you know, again, fingers crossed, knock on wood. If you don't have any pitching injuries, that's not going to happen. That's just, that's simply put, just not going to happen. I, I, I- Believe, I believe in the pitching staff. I believe if we make the regional, we have the pitching to carry us to the supers. I 100% believe. If we get in the regional, we're winning the regional. Because yeah, so, I mean, so, I mean, listen, I, I'll say this, Skyland. Everything I just said about, you know, how do you fare when you go up against dudes, like, we have dudes. We also have dudes. So, right, dudes. so that's what's going to make SEC play a lot of fun, right? Because all we also that- have dudes. That's my problem with this team. It's not the pitching. I believe if we get an original, we have the pitching. If we lose a regional game, we have the extra starter. Like you said in James Six or, you know, Jersey Beck or even Becker or even Eli Jones. You know, we have the extra pitchers that get an extra start. My problem is is when the offense, when we're facing good arms, and you saw it on Friday night, mm-hmm. and you saw it on Saturday to what to the dugout. I gotta make this call. Skylin, I appreciate I appreciate you calling in, my guy. Great stuff as always. And I, I hate that I didn't get to ask Skylin about the pitching staff and what he thinks about Will Sanders. And I, you know, just curious. But uh Skyland is uh listen, listen. Skyland gives his honest, unfiltered opinion. I respect it. I respect it. Um Q Brennan M posting in the Big Cock Club Discord. Pipe down, slap dick, find some joy, slap dick. Hey, find some joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i see a lot of y'all in the comments find some joys lapdick <laughs> oh my god i mean I, i'll just say this i'll just say this celebrate celebrate the dub man enjoy it i know skyland is we've got plenty of time to worry about sec play right because it starts not this weekend but next weekend we got plenty of time to worry about SEC because it, it, it'll be a different challenge. I mean, it will. It will. Dude, I was watching Florida yesterday. If you have not watched Florida, if you have not seen what Florida is doing, and I'm not trying to crown them necessarily, but, but I mean, I, you don't look at that. Here's what I would say. You don't look at that as a negative that like, oh, my God, we, we got to play this team. They got to play us. Florida's got to come to our house and play us. Tennessee's got to come to our house. LSU's got to come to our house. Right? 
So, I mean, it's, it's, it's why you come to South Carolina. It's, it's one of the reasons you love SEC baseball. It's one of the reasons you love college baseball, right? It's one of the reasons you love college baseball. Ruin Nation, my issue with Kingston. I feel like Kingston doesn't embrace the rivalry like we want. How so, Ruin Nation? Explain that to me. Explain that to me. Guys, we'll go ahead and jump into our first break, Bruin. You can let me know on the other side. Uh, more of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. As you can see here at TSUS HQ. It's a great day to have a day, my friends. Great day to have a day. Here we go. Let's jump back to the phone line here. Call from Young Savage. Oh, here we go. Young Savage. What's up, man? You tell me, man. Since we made it, it's like the victory from every other football, every other season that we go by last year and this year. Since first, we got football. Second, we got women's basketball. Third, we got men's basketball and now baseball from yesterday and I, I think we did I think we did a pretty good far team for anybody that could not be happy and let me I, I mean I mean for starters I can't I cannot believe that we had just like even one from every other year that we can do this for our own to beat Christian in every single last other year. This it's been like not it's been nine years and now this year is been ten years, so we went for ten years later, and it's our state now. So we can it's just, it's it's complete. That the swipe is complete with every other sport and every other season that we have been very awful and very um blessed that we have in our season. And coming to it, it coming to a awesome every end from Kirsten not being the best of the best. Mm. So I hope we can stay on the road on this one too. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's been awesome to watch Carolina dominate across the sports, and uh, I mean, much needed, man. A, a Gamecocks fan base that is that is we've paid our dues. I mean, we've we've sat through the uh, you know some tough years and some tough results, and uh, you know this weekend was sweet, no doubt. This weekend was sweet. This weekend was expected, but this weekend was sweet, no doubt. And you know, watching all the sports have success against the arch rival. I mean, listen, beat, beating your rival, it's just good for the. It doesn't guarantee you're going to have a great season. It doesn't guarantee, you know, a, a lot of things. But it is – excuse me. It is um, – for the health of your fan base and the health of your program, it definitely feel good, feels good. Well said, Young Savage. I appreciate the call. Let's jump back to – Skyland, what's up, man? You're back. I'm sorry. That was the most important phone call I, I needed to take right there. That's That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Any other closing remarks, my friend? On uh, it's not it's not the pitching staff because I believe in the pitching staff. <clears throat> I believe uh, if we lose a game in the original, we still have the pitching staff to get us done. Uh, I, I what I what I fear is when we when we face better pitching, and I which I don't believe in Clemson's bullpen. It right. was terrible. They're they're young. They're young. So I believe that you saw on their, on their Friday night, even if it wasn't their Friday night guy, he still shuts you down. He only walked you three times, 
And it was a struggle to get on base. It was a struggle to hit the ball. And it was a struggle to score runs. Now, Saturday, you, Sunday, you saw some walks. You saw, you know, their bullpen leaving pitches in the middle of the plate. I just feel like when we get to these big SEC series where we're facing top-notch starters and top-notch bullpen guys, how will the offense fare? And I'm not saying we suck because we don't. You're absolutely correct. We're rose better. We're, we are way better than we ever was last year. Right. Um, that team last year would have lost Saturday's game. Mm-hmm. Um, I am happy of what Mark Kings has done. I'm not. I'm going to give him credit there. I'm happy of how the season's going. I'm just optimistic on how the offense is going to do versus better pitching. And that's all I am right now. And I understand it, my guy. Hey, you listen, you ain't got to explain it to me. I get it. I get it. I get where you're coming from. I, I 100% think, you know, we face some bad competition pitching-wise and the offense has done what they needed to do when they needed to do it. Um, I do uh, – you know, last caller before I called in last time was talking about Evan Stone. And mm-hmm. I believe he has to come out. I don't think his glove is enough to keep him in there. Mm-hmm. I think you go ahead and move Dylan Brewer – to center field, and you keep. Uh, so you're hitting. you're you're starting Brewer. Brewer will run into a base hit way more than Evan Stone would, in my opinion. I mean, I I can't even I can't even really argue you there. I I can't argue you there. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 here's here's what I'll say this. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I don't mean to single out Evan Stone, but we're talking about the nine hole. What I don't get about Evan Stone is the approach. In just the sense that, in the sense that, like, bro, you are so fast. He should be laying down at minimum one bun a game. Everything he hits should be on the ground. Everything. Like, I understand they have a certain approach. But, like, dude, you're so fast. Like, use the speed. You ought to be able to hit 200 with your legs. Oh, you got a fire? Go yeah. out, son. Yeah. <laughs> we got this stogie. You better put that shit yeah, out. All right. We're going to jump into a break. We're going to jump into a break. I'll be right back, Skyline. How about it? Here we go. Studio stogie goes wrong. Okay. That was one of the funnier moments in the history of this show. Yeah. The, uh, I forgot there was a fire alarm in here. How did, here's my question. How did that not happen after the football game? We smoked a cigar in here before. I don't know. It's been fixed, though. I apologize. That was very unexpected. I forgot there's literally a fire alarm right there. So that was one of the uh, – that was one of the, the – the, the window's open. The window is open. That was one of the funnier moments. That was one of the funnier moments. <laughs> My bad, guys. My bad. Sorry, Skylin. That was uh, That was very unexpected. But either way, we continue to roll – uh, really what this is, I, I just, you know, my lease ends pretty soon. I will be moving into a house where I have a screen porch and this will not be an issue anymore. <laughs> I like to think the fire alarm was more so saying like the show is fire. Like, yo, this is, this is the, what he's spitting right now is insane fire. So we've got to put a pause. Yes. Whoops. I'm sure the uh, the Carolina Slapdick community or just those on social media are going to have a field day with that, which is totally fine. It is what it is. 
<laughs> that was funny. That was funny. That was one of the funnier moments that uh, that was one of the funnier moments we've ever had in the history of the show. So sometimes the Clem sucks pack be hitting too strong. My guy, let's jump to the phone. Line. From Robbie Davis, exactly Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's up, man? How you doing? Bro, come on, man. I know. Why you, that is definitely one of the funniest things I've ever seen happen. I've ever seen happen on Daily Dude, Crow so my far. question, though, is this. I, my question is this. We smoked the Clem Sucks pack after the football game, and that didn't happen. So, I don't know. I don't know. This baseball pack must hit a lot differently. This is the – the Clem Sucks pack, the sweetest pack of all, but this one's extra sweet because it is the football, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, tennis, track and field, rugby, hockey pack. It is the all-encompassing You name it, pack. we beat Clemson at it, okay? Like, like we, right. hit, we hit, I don't even know what's better Bobby. than a trifecta. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> we that, pulled it off and we took <clears throat> care of business. Yeah, that that was like, that was a, one of the that was one of the funnier moments in the history of the show, and that's one we'll all remember forever. So, oh my goodness! You never see. This is why you tune into TDC because you just never know what's going to happen. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to call. You never know when I might burn down the studio. You just never know. Oh Lord, please don't do that. I don't want to lose a friend that way. No, 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 no. no, no, no I'm kidding. No, I'm, ki- no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But, uh, uh, man, I mean, I knew Will. Anyway, let's get to the let's get to the conversation. Yeah. Anyways, holy crap! Will Hicks hit one heck of a game yesterday. Holy mackerel! Yeah. I mean, he. He was pitching like a, like he was possessed by the baseball gods, okay? Yeah. I mean, he was shoving, and he didn't give a damn. Yeah, and I, and I just think that was a team, and I think what you saw, that was just a team that uh, had extreme confidence, expected to win on their home field, and, of course, James Hicks pitched that way, and you just you just dominate across the board. So, I mean, really, I expected it. I, I, I Coming into, the, coming into right. yesterday um, – I actually put a prediction in the Big Cock Club Discord. I said 12 to 4. And, uh, you know, we didn't quite hit the 12, and we held them less than 4. But, uh, you know, I picked an eight-run margin of victory. We won by six. So, you know, I, I just – I felt like, man, again, series on the line at your home field, packed out Founders Park. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really thought that uh, – For sure. It was going to go your way. So, I, you know, I, I was not surprised at all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it feels good for sure. And James Hicks, yeah, yeah no doubt. James Hicks was incredible through five innings. It'll be interesting to see now. It'll be interesting to see now who they start in the midweek because James Hicks was normally your Tuesday mm-hmm. guy. I would expect Jerzenbeck to probably be that guy. Who starts on Wednesday? Probably going to be a Johnny Holstaff, or they'll give like Eli Jones the start, something like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Did yeah. Jerzenbeck pitch this weekend? Jerzenbeck was in relief on Friday, yes. He threw well. Threw really well, too. Threw really well. If I do recall correctly, I'm pretty pretty sure he was on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And let me see. Yeah, I got the box. I got the box. I got the box score right here. Yeah, Jersey Beck. Yeah, two innings pitch, no hits, no runs, no earned, and four strikeouts. So he threw well. He threw very well in two innings. 
He only pitched two innings. Shoot, yeah. I'd, I'd honestly, I'd, I'd ask him how he feels, and if, he, if he's good to go, I'd let him pitch on Tuesday. No, I, I think he will. St- yeah, I think he will start tomorrow. It's James Hicks, who I think won't start because he threw five innings yesterday. So I, I don't think you'll see. Oh him. yeah, he, yeah, he's not. He's not pitching tomorrow. Yeah. But I would. I would definitely. If I was if I was the pitching coach, I'd like, I, I would talk to Jersey Beck and be like, "Look, how do you feel? I can only pitch two innings, but how does your arm feel?" And if he says he's good to go, I'd let him pitch. Yeah, but that's just me. No, I, um, I think he will. He only threw. Let's see. He only threw. It tells you number of pitches. Uh, let's see. At least I thought it did. Anyways, he didn't throw that many pitches, so yeah, he should be good to go. Yeah, I knew he didn't. I knew he didn't throw that many pitches. But uh, it's a if you're if you if you if you if your team involved he got 34, Warren, 34 pitches yeah he basically don't come to Columbia yeah he basically threw a bullpen on Friday so he's good to go he's good to go yeah and my advice is if your team has orange in it don't come to Columbia because it'll die okay we beat Tennessee in women's basketball. We beat Clemson in football. We beat them in men's and we, we beat them in men's basketball. We beat Clemson in men's basketball, which was a shocker. Okay, I was not expecting us to beat Clemson in basketball because one, our basketball team sucks. Okay, but if the men's basketball team, by some miracle for Clemson, wins the ACC title, we can say again, just like in football, we beat the ACC champion. Indeed. Because for some reason, they are Indeed. playing very good basketball right now. But anyways. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the three seed. If your seed. team wears orange, don't they're, come to Columbia, okay? They're, they're the three seed in the ACC seed. tournament. Yeah, Clemson Sox is playing good basketball. But, yeah, we did get the dub somehow, some way. So, that's really all that matters for us. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But it's a bet. It, 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 don't, don't, don't wear orange in cola or you will leave battered and bruised and beaten and we're not going to care indeed i mean did you did you watch all three games uh i missed i'm i watched all of friday and all of saturday Mm -hmm. and i did i wasn't i wasn't able to watch all of the sunday game because i went with marion r26 to go we were supposed to go take my mom's dog to get his hair cut or fur or whatever you want to call it, and they wouldn't do it, so we had to go all the way back to the house. And then, yeah. But anyways, I was I wasn't able to watch the sun all of the Sunday game, but I watched from the seventh inning on of the Sunday game. <clears throat> nice. Very so good. I saw, I saw the good. tail end of the sun. Of the Sunday games, and it was a it was a packed house. It was crazy. Yeah, I've been there whenever Founders Park is rocking, and it's a it's a crazy atmosphere for mm-hmm. it being a baseball stadium. Yeah, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best uh, one of the best atmospheres in college baseball when it's packed out, man. Truly, yeah. I hope we're seeing a lot more of that this season. So, <clears throat> oh, for sure. If we keep, if we keep winning like this, yeah, it'll be it'll be. It'll be it'll be up there for sure. And also, shocker, the girls' basketball team beat Tennessee yesterday. Shocker. Not really. Kind of saw it coming. 
I yeah, mean, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, <laughs> what happened was not a surprise to a surprise to any of us. But uh, yeah, still got to give credit where it's due, man. It's it's you know what they yeah the fact what that you, the fact that winning what? has become so just. It just, it's so normal yeah it's 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 impressive for sure <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah and and what's crazy is after all the pieces that we lost after last year i thought oh crap we're gonna have a down year but don staley was like oh no we ain't having a down year down years do not exist for the women's basketball team but we are losing a we're losing we're probably losing we're, gonna, we're, we're losing a lot of people a lot of girls after this year so I'm really curious to see who steps up and beco- and is in the starting five for next season. Yeah. But I I think that I think one this week this whole weekend was great. Okay, this whole weekend was great. We took two or three from Clemson. Mm-hmm. The girls won. I mean, it's, we, all the sports are doing well, and I'm really hoping at some point this baseball season to go to Founders Park. I really wanted to go on Sunday, but the appointment for to take my mom's dog was like at 1.30, so, so uh, I couldn't go. But I will definitely be at Founders Park at some point this year, and I will be sure – to do a little bit of extra cheering since you most likely will not be there. So I'll do some extra cheering for you and Thank make you, my sir. voice be gone. <laughs> that is, that, that's the plan. But, um, and I will see you in a couple of, in about a month. Go mm-hmm. Gamecocks and to hell with teams that have orange in it, especially Clemson. Cause y'all suck. We proved it. Last year was a fluke. Y'all should not have swept us. They honestly shouldn't have beat us on Friday. But like I always say, a blind squirrel always finds a nut. And for some reason, their blind squirrel found their nut on Friday. But we were like, oh, hell no. We took care of business on Saturday and Sunday. Shut that down. Uh Uh-uh. Yep. The cocks were the only ones nutting this weekend, my guy. That's a fact. Oh my God, that was funny. That's the funniest thing I've heard all week. And it's only Monday. Holy God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh goodness. All right, I'm going to get over here. You have a great rest of your day. And uh, Clemson sucks. It sucks. Garbage. Stinky garbage. Well said, Robbie. I appreciate you, my guy. It feels good to be good indeed. Enjoy your Monday. <laughs> you too, buddy. All right, have a good one. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. And yeah, I'm glad that's the funniest thing that Robbie Davis has heard this week, seeing as the the week started um, pretty recently. So, anyways, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven two. Hey, Dale, text in BDD. The ops don't want us to win. The ops don't want us to win. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, anyway, since it obviously cut off when I was reading Dale, that, that must have been the big dick Dale hackers there. That, that was the Dale hackers. So, Dale, I don't know if you should text in anymore, my guy. He says, Young Sausage had a great call. What'd you cut him off for? F-U-R. 
Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on today. I, I don't know if it's just too much fire today. I mean, we, we've 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 glitched twice. Fire alarms going off. Whatever. We press through. We press through. Either way. You know, I heard something. I've heard something that stood out to me one time. That when when you're doing well and when you're thriving and when you're living your best life, which would be today and which would be this weekend for Gamecock Nation. When those things, when everything's going well, that's when the devil works his hardest. And that's that ain't nothing but the devil. That ain't nothing but the devil, man. <laughs> Let's jump to the phone lines. Justin. Here we go. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, Chris. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Hey, Chris, I feel good today. We'll be clipping in football, basketball, baseball, and women's basketball. So I feel good about those. I mean, dude, how, hey, how can you not feel good, man? Indeed, man. It, it, uh, it feels good to own the state. It's been a while since we kind of clean swept the big sports. And shout out to all the other sports, but it's been a while since we clean swept, clean swept those big ones. So uh, it's awesome, man. I mean, what if I'd have told you a year ago to the date that, uh, by the way, Carolina is not only going to beat Clemsucks in baseball, but men's basketball, women's basketball, football. It's, uh, it's awesome, dude. It's awesome. So you should feel excited. Oh, yeah. And, Chris, I'm going to ask you about Marlon Lee, Chris. I, I think good for Marlon Lee because he went back to get payback against his old school, you know? Yeah, dude, for sure. No, for sure. It's uh, yesterday, and like I said, this weekend was a lot of fun, my guy, so. Oh, yeah. And, Chris, I, I got to talk about Brad Scott right quick. He might have like Brad Scott, you know, because um, I ain't cut Brad Scott back again, you know? Talking about who now? Brad Scott. Oh, Brad Scott. Yeah, that's that's God, that's a name to bring up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he went from the Carolina side to the Clemson side, so to hell with him. Yeah, because people say about Brad Scott, Chris, because he had no connection with Clemson, right? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Yeah, it's, it's you. You hate to see somebody go to us, side, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's. Whatever. I mean, he made his choice. That was a long time ago. But yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting when you have one a party go from one side of the rivalry to the other. It's always very interesting. Oh, oh yeah, that was that was a, yeah that was back in the day. But I ain't covered him back then. You know, did you, Chris? I dude, I wasn't even I wasn't even watching the. I mean, I, I just I didn't know nothing about the Gamecocks back then, my guy. Like I said, it, it didn't really. I was I think I was uh, seven years old when that was going on. So I was. I was watching cartoons and playing baseball and not even thinking about hardly nothing. So, yeah. Yeah, me neither, Chris. I was about seven years old, too, because I didn't think about him neither, you know? Mm-hmm. Indeed. I was just doing baseball, football, basketball. That's about it. No doubt. Yep. And, Chris, my women did good, too, because I was talking about winning one of the SC tournament, you know? Yeah, no, that was awesome. That was awesome. And like I said, man, it's 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 one of those things we've become so used to the winning, but it doesn't take away from the fact that, I mean, seven SEC tournament titles in the last eight years. I mean, uh, it's it's really cool to watch what Dawn Staley's built. It, it's really special. I mean, South Carolina women's basketball has become the standard. You could really say it's the standard in college basketball, like you said, all of college bat. The way we've been winning is crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of – now, when I think of Dawn Staley's team right now, I think of that uh, that Kobe Bryant video when they he they won a playoff game or something, and 
you know, the, the reporter said, why aren't you oh, smiling? Yeah. Why aren't you happy? And Kobe said, job ain't finished. Is the job finished? Job ain't finished. So for this team winning the SEC tournament title, it's great. It's something that we should celebrate. But, uh, you know, job ain't finished. Job ain't finished for them. So on yeah. to the postseason, on to the – well, I mean, it was already the postseason. But on to the NCAA tournament, on to the big dance. And now we got our sights set on the national championship. Yeah, and Chris, and like you said, my friend, we're not done yet because John says she wants to win those championships back to back. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Exactly, and I think we'll do it. I think we'll do it. I think we will go wire to wire undefeated. I don't know exactly how many games we have to win to win it all. I think it's like, what, five, six, something like that. Either way, uh, I do think this team's going to finish undefeated and win it all. And, again, I, I think if you're picking against them at this point, you're just – you're trying to go against the grain and pick an upset, and that's fine, but I, I think you'd be foolish to do so. Yeah, I agree, Chris, because I, I think this soccer team is going to be on the field. At the end of that, that's hope he's going to be back in Columbia again. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm excited for it, man. going to be a lot of fun. I think what first uh, first two rounds are in Columbia, so our first two games, I should say, the first round or whatever. First two games are in Columbia, and then you'll be back in Greenville. Bon secours. So we, we won't play a game – outside of the state of South Carolina until the final four. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. So yeah, it is. Hey Chris, if I go, man, um, you gotta you gotta get Tennessee credit too. They play hard against us, man. But at the end of the day, we we knew Tennessee gonna play hard, right, Chris? Yeah, I mean they're, they're yeah, I mean absolutely man. They're they're a quality program. They have a quality team this year. I'm surprised they're not ranked. They'll be in the postseason. They'll be in the tournament. So they'll be a tough out and you know, I mean, LSU's a quality team. Tennessee's a quality team. But, you know, no, nobody's on the level that we are. N nobody's even remotely on the level that we are. I agree, Chris. And you got to look at Tennessee, too. That's the program who won 17 SC tournament times, right? Yeah, they won a lot. They won a lot. Yeah, and we in second, aren't we, Chris? We are. We are. Yeah, I hope one day we catch it with the Tennessee, those ties, because, you know, Chris? Yeah, I, th I think we could catch up. Listen, I think Dawn could win as many as she wants, man. The recruiting ain't slowing down. And, I mean, you know, it, it'll be – there'll be new storylines next year. And, you know, you'll have to replace Aaliyah Boston or replace a, a fantastic senior class. But, I mean, again, you're recruiting the best players in the country on a year-in, year-out basis. So, I, I just – I don't see why not. I don't see why you can't just keep it rolling. Oh, yeah. And, Chris, you know, she got no recruit class, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It'll be sure. interesting what Kim Muggy does, huh? Yeah. Yep, it'll be interesting. It'll be very yep. interesting to see how she continues to build that program. Kim Mulkey is a very, very good coach, no doubt. Yeah, and Chris, like, like you said, man, you got to keep your composure. You don't, lose, you don't lose your composure too much. Yep, you got to keep your composure, my guy, through the good and the bad. That is a fact. Yeah, because sometimes coach can get – they can get, they can lose control quickly, right, Chris? That, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Hey, Chris, that's all I said, man. Go Gamecocks. Justin, you're the man. Go Gamecocks. I appreciate you calling in. You too. Take care. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Justin. Uh, Brendan M. highlighting in the, what is this? Highlighting in the Big Cock Club Discord. Longest streaks at number one in the AP Women's Basketball Poll. Gamecocks now sit, of course, they were number one yet again today. Sit at 37 consecutive weeks, which is second all time. UConn, 
Of course, number one, 51 weeks. South Carolina now second solely, though. They were tied with Louisiana Tech. Uh, UConn streak was 51 weeks. So, I, I mean, I don't see any reason why they won't, they won't break that, to be honest with you. I don't see any reason they won't break that. So, six games left. Okay, six games to win it all. Six games left. Six games left. Uh, guys, we are going to jump into the break. A planned break this time, not because of a malfunction in the studio. Uh, more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls here on this Victory Monday, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. And I couldn't help but think over the break. That's, uh, that fire alarm clip is that fire alarm clip is going to be legendary, no question. Um, again, guys, we're celebrating the wins all across the board, right? Baseball takes two of three. Women's basketball wins the SEC tournament title. Um yeah, just an incredible weekend. You know, men's basketball. Let's give credit, by the way, to them. Men's basketball gets the dub. Uh, final SEC home game. And, you know, I know it's something. We were locked in on baseball. And it's it's unfortunate that the game was at the same time as the baseball game on Saturday. But, uh, you know, credit to Lamont Paris and his team for finishing the season out the right way. I know it's kind of one of those, it's a given, right? Your own scholarship. You should play hard. I totally understand that. So, so giving a pat on the back for giving effort that is required is not really my cup of tea. But, but I will say in a season that was so tumultuous and at times it like maybe this team had an avenue to check out and uh, kind of fold up shop early. Kudos to those guys for finishing it out the right way. Beating Georgia, hey, it's just like beating Clem sucks. To hell with Georgia. It feels good to beat the arch rival. And so credit to those guys for uh, – Getting the job done, you know, on Saturday. Michi Johnson with a big game. Hayden Brown in his final game at CLA. You know, great stuff to send him out that way. And um, the last time probably we see, we've seen G.G. Jackson at Colonial Life Arena as well. But all in all, uh, you know, I, have to, I think you have to look at it as you sit as the 12 seed in the SEC tournament. A successful, all things considered, year one of Lamont Paris. I mean, to not finish 14th, to be the 12 seed. And now you take on Ole Miss on Wednesday night. Um, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things where you give credit to those guys for finishing it off the right way and, and taking down the dogs on Saturday. So, uh, again, guys, do want to hear from you? 843-790-3377. That's 843. My, my guy's geeking because the fire alarm went off. That was very unexpected. I mean, again, we, we've smoked a victory stogie in here before. We smoked one after the Clem sucks game and, Nothing happened. I mean, nothing, nothing happened. We were fine. And all of a sudden today, we fire, fire. So, I don't know. You just never know. And even I don't know what's going to happen when you tune into TDC and you go live. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, 843-790-3377. here on this Monday, March the 6th. Great job of the guys. I'll, I'll say this. You know, we talk about it a lot that in baseball – you're inevitably going to run into adversity. I mean, just bottom line, guys. Nights like Friday night, they're going to happen again. I'm here to tell you. It's going to happen again. But it's all about in baseball. The beautiful thing about this game is you get the opportunity to respond. So it's about how do you respond. And this team, you know, all things considered for sure, you know, you look at Saturday, you're dead for the first five innings. And 
you know, hell, I thought I was harsh, but you see people on social media fire Mark Kingston, the season's a wash, whatever. And, you know, this team just explodes in the last half of that game that on Sunday takes care of business. So kudos to the guys, man, for fighting, for scratching, for clawing, for for finding a way. Win anyway. Win anyway. We talk about it all the time. I was preaching it a week ago today. Win freaking anyway, and you certainly did that. Uh, Brendan says he doesn't think South Carolina will be number one to start the season in women's basketball. Going to be losing Boston along with the rest of the starting lineup. Um, I mean, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah, Jeff, Lavoisier Carroll retiring, which it's so ironic, Jeff, that that took place because we talked about on Friday how important it was. You know, I felt like even with Lavoisier Carroll coming back, you needed to go to the portal and get a running back. Now you definitely need to go to the portal and get a running back with Lavoisier Carroll announcing his retirement due to medical reasons. So I fully expect Shane Beaver and company, you know, they've shown obviously they're going to be active in the portal I think that goes without saying. I would expect that to continue. And I think adding a running back, you know, do you feel good about Mario Anderson from Newberry? Yes. Do you like Juju? Yes. Do you feel good about Dontavious Braswell, the true freshman? Yes. But I, I, I think you can expect expect to see South Carolina add somebody else. Add a proven ball carrier that you feel like can come in, compete, increase the depth, if you will. So they're going to be thin at that position. They're going to be thin at that position in spring ball and – uh Again, I, I will expect South Carolina when that, I believe it's May 1st, the portal opens back up. I think they'll be active. I think they'll no doubt be active, and it'll be interesting to see who they can land out of the transfer portal. But again, guys, uh, 843-790-3377. Like I mentioned, just a quick update. No TDC tomorrow or Friday. Uh, yours truly, we're going to be on the road all week and weekend long, by the way, going out of town uh, really excited to get down to TPC Sawgrass tomorrow, hang out with the Carolina Cigars guys, and uh, never been down there, so looking forward to it. I think the weather tomorrow, the weather tomorrow in Jacksonville is going to set up beautifully for that trip for us. The last time I looked, I believe it was a high of 88 degrees down there. We got the, we got the TSUS golf gear that we're going to be rocking. Really excited for that. And uh, also, guys, be sure to check out TSUS dot store in case you missed it use the promo code yardcocks use the promo code yardcocks until midnight tonight you get 15 percent off your entire order 15 percent off the entire order with promo code yardcocks at tsus.store yeah high of 87 no rain gonna be beautiful tomorrow in jacksonville low of 62 so i mean it's going to be majestic down there when we hit uh, when we hit TPC Sawgrass tomorrow, so looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing my Rippers later today and kicking it with those guys for a few days. We'll be rocking TDC remotely from their spot Wednesday, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Going to be a fun week on all. You guys know I, I love to get out of the studio and mix things up and travel and also create content. So it's going to be a good time and uh, excited for it. And I want to say thank y'all so much again for allowing me the opportunity to do that. Um, you know because of you guys' love and support and. You know, the business being in a position where I'm able to do that, I, I, it's 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 truly incredible. It's, it's a blessing, like I said. I mean, I have great perspective. I've been stuck in the queue before, and I've been stuck in the nine-to-five, and I've rented out my time before, and so now have control of my schedule and control of my time. And, I mean, it's something that uh, I certainly don't take for granted. I'm extremely grateful for, and it's all because of you guys showing your love and support for the show in the business. So thank you all so much. I'll also say, by the way, guys, by the way, guys check out, uh, the Agoji podcast, I've shared the links across social media, uh, actually hosted by a couple of former South Carolina football players, Dawson Hoffman, Patrick Reedy, 
and uh uh god i forget the other guy's name glick uh i'll pull it up here in a second i, I feel so bad for that um here we go the goji podcast yeah corbett glick my apologies corbett glick i, I don't know why his name always slips my mind but uh shared that really really good stuff we had a great conversation guys a lot of hey a lot of stories right we talked much more than just than just football. We talked life, we talked business, we talked philosophy, a lot of cool different things. But a lot of fun stories that many of you may have not heard before in regards to, you know, my time with TSUS and the Gamecocks and the business and everything. And uh, those guys, it was really, really cool, by the way. All three of those guys uh, were at South Carolina under Will Muschamp. So hearing their perspectives on TSUS and 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 the, the feelings about TSUS and the locker room and all that good stuff were really, really cool. So I highly suggest it, guys. Go check it out. A great conversation. Let's see. Um, yeah, Tim Fulbright. You know, you got to give Sucks credit. Friday, they were really aggressive. They were really aggressive on Friday. Jumped all over Will Sanders fastball. I mean, literally from the first pitch. From the first pitch, right? Uh, so you got to give them a lot of credit. But uh, kudos again to the Gamecocks for bouncing back the right way. Kudos to them, so. Uh, let's see. Lynn Turner, we still have a loaded team next year in women's basketball. Cardoso and Raven Johnson and Bree Hall and Ashlyn Watkins coming back, I think will be good. I mean, yeah, Lynn, I, I would tend to agree with you. I think we'll be good. I think Brendan just making the point that, you know, because of the people, the pieces we lose, the pieces that we lose, that we could be just top five and maybe not number one, but I don't know, man. I think if you go back-to-back and you win the national championship again, I almost feel like I got a principle at that point. South Carolina should be number one. You know what I mean? Like, until you get knocked off, the defending champs should be number one. I mean, it's like Georgia in football this year. Are they going to be as good? I don't know, but they're the defending national champions. So, unless somebody knocks them off, you got to make them number one. I mean, I think you just have to. So... Uh, Blind Squirrel, excellent show, Chris. I respect the fact you don't like Georgia. As a South Carolina fan, you ain't supposed to. Have an awesome day. Thank you, Blind Squirrel. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in the CSRA in uh, in North Augusta. Shout out to the NA. Shout out to 803. Shout out to the CSRA. But I grew up right there on the border, and anybody from that area will tell you, you deal with Georgia fans probably even worse than you deal with Sucks fans. I mean, it is relentless with the dog fans. So growing up, I actually, I would say I hated them more than I hated Georgia, to be totally honest. Or excuse me, I hated them more than I hated Clem sucks to be um, to be totally honest with you so let's see anyways guys. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. David Garrick says, "If the O line grades out to at least a B minus, we'll be fine." I think so as well. That's a big question for us. Line of scrimmage. I want to shout out Dave. By the way. I want, to, I want to shout out Dave and say thank you to Dave. Dave is somebody that, uh, you know, behind the scenes, a big supporter of the business and uh, somebody I, I trust and I value his opinion and I value his takes. And, you know, there's people in life that you can really tell, you know, are they genuine? Are they not? Are they in it for what reasons? Are they, you know, are they giving you 
advice or feedback for, right? And so a guy like Dave Garrick is somebody that uh, I truly value his insight, value what he has to say. And so, and that's, you know, it's, we've had a lot of, 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 see you. Lee. Hackers. The hackers are having a time with us today. Let's jump to the phone lines. Scotty, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Man, I'm been watching for about 45 minutes, and I kind of shocked it's been a slow day after uh, beating Clemson. Well, it, we've we've had a we've had a lot of calls. We've had a lot of calls. I, I will say <laughs> that. Yeah, we we've had a ton of calls in nah, the first hour plus. So. Nah, man, it feels good to be good. I think everybody's really excited, and uh, why shouldn't you be? Why shouldn't you be, man? We we own the state. That's for sure. It's good to hear that. I mean, growing up, coming through school, high school, middle school, and all you hear is, you know, all the Clemson fans, blah, 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 blah. And it kind of sucks now that I graduated. I can't even give people a hell about it. But, I mean, you know, oh, well. I have came. But uh, I will say, Friday – um, I got to watch the game Friday. I couldn't Saturday and Sunday, but uh, Friday it looked a little shaky, um, which, I mean, that's baseball. You kind of expect that. Like, I had – honestly, I had it taken two or three. Um, I think I said that last week. And, uh, you know, I didn't know which game to kind of pick that we were going to lose because, you know, of our starters. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, for us to lose with Sanders, I think it's going to help more than people realize um, because even though he's got that loss under his belt, excuse me there, um, I think he comes back even better from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, just my kind of perspective on that. So, I mean, it was good to see his battle back between Saturday and Sunday to come back. You know, bats were cold, but they came back. And that's all that really matters. We got mm-hmm. two, two or three, so. Yeah, I, mean, I, know, I, I, weekend, yeah I, I will say this. I don't I don't know if you've seen some of the chatter, but you got a lot of people saying that, you know, Will Sanders should be, you know, should be moved out of the Friday spot. And I, I, I don't see that. I, I think it's way too yeah. early for that type, that type of chatter. I think that, uh, you know, again, there's a reason Will Sanders is your number one. There's a reason he's your Friday night guy. And I think he'll show that as we go throughout the year. I think he'll show that. And, um, you know, I, I fully believe in Will Sanders. There's nobody that took Friday night, I'm sure harder than he did and if you go back and you really look on the road in a hostile environment you know Clem sucks was fired up man they, they knew that might be the only game they win they were desperate losers of four in a row and you know he sort of ran into a buzzsaw but I, I thought all things considered again man I, I thought he threw the baseball it wasn't his best by any means but you know you have a couple of unfortunate plays in the field and you know if you don't have those he only gives up two or three runs and, and I mean you know it's it's one of those things it's one of those things you give credit to Will Sanders because the the expectations for Will are so high. They're so high, right? If he doesn't throw a shutout, he didn't have a good game. If he doesn't throw a shutout, he had a he had a poor performance, quote unquote. And that's that's a little bit unfair. It's a little bit unfair. I thought if anything, again, this weekend showed why he is the number one guy. Because look at look at the performances of Hall. And uh, and Jack Mahoney on Saturday, Sunday, and I'm not saying they threw poorly, but 
you know, those, those guys weren't as good as they were in the first two weekends. And I think that's expected, right? When, when you're going up against better competition, it just, you know, that, that tends to happen. So um, I think if anything, the weekend solidified why he is the number one guy, why he is the number one guy. So um, I feel confident in the pitching staff as is right now. I would not move Will Sanders out of the Friday spot. And, uh, you know, if we go two, three more weekends and, it becomes evident that Noah Hall needs to be the ace, and so be it. But I, I think Will Sanders, I would keep the same Sanders Hall Mahoney moving forward. Well, I had no idea that was a chatter, but just so well, we just here and here and there on social media, man. Is is it? Let me just put it this way, and if you if this hurts your feelings, I don't give a damn. Is it chatter amongst those who actually know baseball and talking heads who have valuable opinions when it comes to the baseball team and? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. So, but there's been chatter from fans, and I and I respect it. I'm I'm really not even trying to to shit on anybody's opinion. But is there somebody out there speaking vocally on it that uh, that I would be like, man, like I would take their word for it? Not necessarily. Um, but there's been a little bit of chatter, but it, it's not too loud. But um, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Well, I'll put it this way. I love the competition side of it, but, I mean, you got to remember, Sanders hasn't pitched all summer of last year. He never pitched the fall. So, he really just started throwing pins and stuff when we came back from Christmas. Mm -hmm. Then get thrown into the Friday guy. You look at his first start, he wasn't on Mm -hmm. because he's not thrown much. That's the first game that he's actually had competition. Mm -hmm. He's not thrown enough to just, like, jump in there and go throw a shutout by any means. Mm-hmm. And it goes in there in a hostile environment. And we had, I want to say, what was it, like six total errors on Friday night. So, I mean, when you have that type of stuff and you've got the two-and-a-half-hour rain delay as well. So, when you add all that type of stuff up, I don't understand why there's chatter on that personally. I mean, you can't take a guy that, you know, had an incredible season last year, projected to go, you know, some say first round, some mm-hmm. say second round, whatever. But projected to go high in the draft, you can't take him out of the Friday night role. I mean, we've not even hit SEC play yet. So yeah, Scotty, I, I, I mentioned that. this. So I mentioned this role. earlier. You, I think you create more problems than you solve by doing that. <clears throat> you yeah. create more problems than, I, than you solve. So I no, I, I think it's no. I, I I don't, and I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think they'll continue to move forward with Sanders, Hall, Mahoney. And, and again, Will Sanders is going to be that dominant guy. It's going to, whether it clicks this Friday, next Friday, whenever, um, it, you know, he, he's going to be a stud. He's a, He is a stud. You know what I mean? He, he's going to have one of those seven, eight inning, double-digit strikeout type of games. When it comes, we'll see. But I am I am not worried about Will Sanders. Not at all. And, I mean, you look at it, dude, I'm, I think I was more impressed by our bullpen than anything this weekend because, like, like you mentioned, you know, Mahoney and Hall didn't – they didn't – I mean, they didn't pitch poorly, but they weren't like they were the first couple games. Mm-hmm. And then when you've got Becker and when you've got Hicks and when you've got, you know, Kate Austin and the Beach to close it out, I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty dominant stuff just from the pitching side of it. Um, so, I mean, I'm not really too worried about that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the most surprising thing I, for the weekend – the, the surprising thing was how poorly Becker pitched. And, I, again, Becker's a guy I'm not worried about. We've seen him throw really well. But uh, gave up four earned runs in an inning. So, not not his typical outing. But, you know, sometimes it happens. And, you know, you got to pick your guys up. And, and the bats did that. So, the bats did that, thankfully, on Saturday. 
I got to ask just because I couldn't watch the game, and I know, you know, everybody's Carolina fan in here, but I've got to ask, um, how did Tristan look on the Saturday game for Clemson, the starter? Um, I went to high school with him. I was really close friends with him. Um, so I was just wondering. Well, my guy, four, yeah, four and two-thirds, two hits, no earned runs, no runs at all, five strikeouts. He was pretty good. I thought he was pretty damn good. So, um, I was going to say, for a freshman to come out mm-hmm. and do that was – I mean, it sold out. I don't know if you saw that, but, I mean, they were sold out at four Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears> yeah, pretty, it was It was the pin. Cool it was the pin you took advantage of. It was the bullpen you took advantage of. I mean, their, their bullpen gave up uh, all 11 runs because, obviously, again, he, he – he, uh, didn't allow an earned run. So, I mean, South Carolina scored eight runs in the last two innings of the ballgame. So, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, crazy. Absolutely crazy. The seventh and the eighth innings were five in the seventh. So, you scored three in the sixth, five in the seventh, and three in the eighth. So. That's how you do it, though. I yeah. mean, that that's that's what makes baseball so fun, in my opinion. You know, football is kind of hard to just be down, you know, 21 nothing and come back and win the game in the second half or something like that. Baseball is such a long game where if you start cold, you can still come out. Basketball, if you start cold, it's going to be so hard to come back and win. So, I mean, that's what I love about baseball. You can get hot in a very instant moment. So, really cool to see that. But I'll leave you with that, man. Um, I'm going to get out of here, but I was just going to call in and talk to you about that. So, Yeah, Scotty, great stuff as always, my friend. I always appreciate your baseball insight and your insight as a whole. Thank you so much for calling in. Always, man. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Scotty Griffin, man. It's always a pleasure to hear from him. Uh, guys, one final break on the other side. Taking more of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so here in the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-337-7. What a day. What a wacky, wacky day. <laughs> what a wacky day it's been. But uh, legendary stuff today here on TDC. Ruin Nation says, I'm off the fire kinks and stuff until I see how this season goes, especially in conference play. I mean, yeah, Bruin Nation again. Listen, we, we all knew and know the expectations of this season and what Mark Kingston and this program need to do. And pressure's a privilege. Pressure's a good thing. The pressure to win is very, very high. And we talked why... Um, you know, why winning this past weekend series was important, right? Especially after last year when you got swept. So, you know, I, I think that obviously there was a negative reaction to Friday. And I mean, th- there should have been Bruin Nation. I had people, re- you know, reaching out to me, replying, saying, you know, insinuating that I was like mailing it, mailing it in on the season. Like, you know, uh, just, you know, there's two more games. There's the whole season. Like, you, you want to burn it all. I mean, it was a frustrating night. It was a frustrating night. You should have been frustrated. That was a frustrating-ass game. And to your point, to your point, Bruin Nation, Friday reminded us a lot of what we had seen over the past couple of years in the Kingston era. But again, shout out to those guys for responding the right way and getting the job done. So, you know, um, we all know the expectations. It's it's super regionals or bust, I think. I mean, I, I think the more you watch this team, guys, I think the more that that is solidified because this is a good team. This is a good team with some good players. There are capable pieces on this team. So, you know, you you embrace the pressure. I mean, the expectations are to get to Omaha. They know that. They know that, right? So saying that, saying that we need to go to the Supers this year, that that's I mean, that that's that's normal. That's no duh. You know, that's that's what you expect on a year-in, year-out basis. So 
Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see how it plays out. I mean, again, I, I think this team is has got all the potential in the world, got all the tools, and you know, we will see if uh, if, it, if if they're able to come through. But and I, I feel good about this team. I mean, I, I think really, again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the, the question's not is this team better than last year. I think we all would agree this team is much better than last year. It'll just come down to in SEC play, can you do enough offensively? And you look at the offensive numbers right now as a whole. This next week and a half or so is big because, like I mentioned, right, if you're going into SEC play and you're hitting below 300 and you're struggling to hit with who you're playing, that's going to be a bad sign. Right now, you're hitting 311. Got 32 homers, hitting 311. I would expect to see that number at minimum stay where it is, if not go up. If you're hitting around 325, 330 going into SEC play, I think you feel really, really good about that. I think you feel good about that. And, uh, you know, because the goal in SEC play will be, I mean, you don't have to hit 330. Just hit 260. Hit 250 in SEC play. If you hit 250 in SEC play, you're going to give yourself a chance to win a lot of ball games because your pitching is that good. You just can't hit 220 again. That's the thing. You just can't hit 220 again. That was the problem last year. So just more consistency with the sticks, man. More consistency with the sticks. Uh, Lance, what's going on, my guy? I know it was a, a latte-destroying weekend for you. Uh, he says, the portal's going to be hot in April. Need to grab a running back and an edge. Yeah, I, th- I think so for sure, Lance. I would expect, and I think the portal opens up May 1st, something like that. I would fully expect Carolina to be active. I think they'll be very active in the portal. Ruination says, that's going to be the frustrating thing if it doesn't happen. We got the talent. If we miss a regional or lose in a regional, it'll be a failure. I mean, Ruination, if you miss the postseason, that's – things completely fell apart if you missed the postseason. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think if you don't get out of the regionals, it'll be massively, massively disappointing. Massively disappointing. Jacob, hopefully we can see Braswell or anybody else at center field in the midweek. I mean, here's the thing. I I, I don't think they're – I think it's more likely you see like a Tippett, the freshman. Um, Does Michael Braswell get involved at some point? I, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'll tell you this, though. I, I think if you don't see Michael Braswell involved in the midweek this week, I, I don't know. I, I unfortunately think they've probably mailed I, – I it, it's weird to say, like, they've mailed it in on him, and I, and I don't want to be over dramatic by any means. But, like, if he's not getting in the midweek, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's just – it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I'd love to see Braswell get a chance. I'd love to see Brazzy get a chance – you know, I'm not saying just because you were good last year doesn't mean that you you should play this year. I'm not saying that, but like after what he did last year, being the the spark plug that he was for this ball club in a season that was so so abysmal, it would be crazy to think that he doesn't play at all. Really, truly. Again, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls. About five minutes left to go. Thank you all so much for. The engagement for the calls today have been incredible. Thank you for rolling with the punches. I know it's been wild with the fire alarm, the hackers, whatever. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that it feels good to be good, truly. feels good to be good. Uh, a fantastic weekend. Thank you all again for the love and support on the, the live stream watch-alongs. I thought that was a massive success. That went really well. You know, I saw a couple of people asking, you know, why are you not going to games anymore? Why are you not at the games? And I'll say this, guys. I, I like to try different things content-wise. And my number one goal and objective on game day is to make elite content and to be plugged in and provide the highest level of content possible because at the end of the day, I mean, that's what I do. I'm a content guy. 
being at the games in person, it made a lot of sense. When I lived in Columbia and I was just down the street, and I mean, it would have it would have been almost foolish for me to not be at the games. But not being in town, and again, when you just think about it from the content side, it just makes too much sense. It makes too much sense, the fact I can be in studio, I can actively create content during the game, I can be plugged in with my phone and and, and, and see much more of the game, I believe, from a TV perspective. It, it just makes more sense. Again, I'm not asking the, the, the I'm, I'm not even asking like the common fan to understand where I'm coming from. I'm not asking because it doesn't make any sense. But when you think about it, like what value does it provide me and in turn provide my audience for me to be there in person? I still posted pictures and videos from being at the game in person. So it was almost like I was there. I mean, what would have been the difference? The only thing, and I, and I hate to say this, because I love meeting people and interacting with Gamecocks when I'm at games, but unfortunately, guys, the only thing that me being at games does is allows access to me to folks that don't deserve to have it. You know, it's, it's overwhelmingly more I get support and love and, and, and get to meet and interact with people that love the show, support the show, that are rocking the merch. The merch was all over all three games this weekend. But, uh, you know, it just gets kind of old when you got people taking videos of you and pictures and, and, and saying things like, I wish I would have seen you at the game so I could have beat your ass. Like, when, when, it's just, why, why would I even put myself in that position? And I, I don't give those things, I don't give that, 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 that chatter much attention because it, it's, all, it's all Twitter fingers, man. It's all keyboard warriors. Nobody's actually going to do anything. They never have and they never will. But, um, Again, it was just kind of almost like a spark. Like, you know what? I've been wanting to do this for a long time anyways, the live stream watch-alongs and be plugged in in studio. So, like, why wouldn't I do it? Why wouldn't I do it? It just, again, it makes too much sense. But it is funny, though, to see some of the chatter on social media, and it's just people that – social media, Twitter is a beautiful place because it allows, it allows cowards who would never do anything if they encountered you in real life, face-to-face – it allows cowards to have a voice. Everybody has a voice. That is the blessing and that is the curse. Cowards have a voice as well, saying they would, oh, if I see you at a game, I'll do this. If I, no, you won't. You won't do anything. You won't do anything but sit there and tweet away and take a video of me as I'm walking away and take a picture of me as I'm not looking. You're not going to do anything. You never will. You never have. It'll never happen. So, um, I don't know. That's the beautiful thing of Twitter, I guess. It's all. It's all just chirping which is why we call it a tweet anyways guys yeah lance let's get up man in myrtle gonna be a lot of fun the tsus tour all across our different locations at carolina alehouse 17 days so that gets going we'll start of course in columbia uh then we'll hit greenville a couple times we'll be later in the tour in somerville and myrtle beach gonna be a lot of fun really looking forward to that we are gonna have the towels and the koozies on hand Guys, I will not be carrying hats, shirts, stuff like that. It just, it's just more hassle than it's worth, man. I hate to say it. It's just more hassle than it's worth. It really is. And I apologize to those who maybe disagree, but it's, it's just when, when people can just literally go online, go to my store and order it, and it's done, it's over with. I don't have to touch inventory. I don't have to fulfill the orders. It's so much simpler. It's, it's just so much simpler. It's so much simpler. So, anyways, I know you guys understand. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. I uh, want to say thank you all. What a crazy show today, but uh, – Great stuff. Great stuff. Truly feels good to be good. It's our state yet again. And uh, 
this feels good. Let's stay here for a while, right? When it comes to the rivalry, let's 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 stay on the winning side for a while. Why don't we, guys? Again, thank you all so much. Hey, check out the podcast that dropped this morning. Great stuff breaking down everything from over the weekend. If you missed anything on TDC, be sure to listen back to the show uh, via podcast version. That'll drop at three o'clock. And stay tuned to all the content. Content bleeding out of the eyeballs. Again, guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday, and remember, no TDC tomorrow, so we will talk to you all on Wednesday.